dare great things for Christ. Christ calls us to dare great things. In the marketplace, as well as in the mission field, there has never been a time like the present for the spirit of the Catholic entrepreneur. Now is the time for men and women of great courage and great vision to engage our church and our culture. Now is the time to dare great things. And here is your host as we dare great things, Father Nathan Cromley, the president and founder of the St. John Institute. Leadership has many definitions, but all of them have one thing in common. People have to follow. Regardless of how good your idea is or how passionate you are about it, if you can't bring other people along with you, you will not be able to lead successfully. But effectively sharing your vision and your passion is more than just a natural talent. It's a skill that can be studied and harnessed. And what is more, it's an especial gift that Christ gives to the world through his Christian leaders. All right, everybody, thanks again for coming. I'm glad that you're back with us. We're doing our fifth and final segment on the act of the leader. And we're looking here today at our ability to engage others. And this is a really important topic and one that a lot of leadership manuals and coaching models are focused on, and rightfully so. I remember one time a guy told me, I said, what is a leader? And he said, a leader is someone who, if he looks over his shoulder, finds people following him. And I think that that's very, very astute, right? It, 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 we make a, a lot of theory about things, but in all practicality, if you can't get people to follow you or you can't share your vision effectively with other people, you're not going to be able to really bring your ideas and your great aspirations to fruition. And this can be a frustrating thing because especially for geniuses, right? Or people who have great ideas, and that lack of social skill or social charisma can really impede them from attaining the success that they really hope that they can attain. And this is also where Christ comes in to the equation because as a Christian, this ability to connect with other people and bring them along with you is part and parcel of the great commandment of Christ when he asked us to go and spread the church. You know, that's what church is. It's a collection of people, a, a unity of a shared vision. And the leaders who are Christ's disciples have to go out and try to create that shared vision. We should be experts in it. It should be easy for us, in a sense, to go from the wisdom we have in the Catholic Church's tradition about sharing and creating a vision, a community around a vision. That's what a church is. We should be able to easily take that and apply it into the realm of business, you know, and keeping all the all due proportion intact. But we should be experts at this. And actually, I think we are. And that's why I want to give this class to you. I want to help you to go from your faith into your business to bring also the values that we have in our faith into our companies. Now, and of course, you can apply this into any organization, including into a family. Wherever the leader is, one of the very first things that we have to keep in mind is that we are leading as an act of service to the people who are uniting underneath us in, in the pursuance of that great cause, whatever it might be. So if the great cause is making whatchamacallits, or the great cause is taking young people on a hike somewhere, or the great cause is getting dinner on the table, wherever there's collaboration, this, the collaboration is going to be the fruit of leadership at one level or another. And 
that's such an incredible opportunity for us to, to take stock of. The very first thing I want to remind you of is that a leader is a leader because there are problems. If there are no problems, there's no need for a leader. And this is just so important to remind ourselves of because a lot of times we beat ourselves up because we constantly are confronting problems and we're saying, I must not be doing something right because I'm constantly having and facing challenges. And I think, no, actually, you're probably doing everything right. It's just that if your endeavor was a big boat, you, the leader, would be the prow of the boat. You would be taking the wave after wave straight on and without stop. It's not fun to be the prow of the boat. It's not fun to take wave after wave and because it seems like you're always in one desperate situation after the next. Once things get going, something else will broke down, break down. Someone will leave. Someone will get sick. There'll be a change in the market. There'll be a change in the country. And you, know, and, and you can just get really tired of it, obviously. But I can promise you this, you can't get around it. You might get tired of it, but as long as you're leading, you're going to be facing the need to act. And wherever there's a need to act, there is a challenge, a challenge from the inside to rise up and meet it again and again. So I want to talk with you about one of the biggest challenges that we have as a leader, and that's that we need to bring people with us in what we do, especially if you're a visionary kind of leader with a lot of ideas or a very passion driven kind of leader with a, a lot of drive. Uh, it, it can be difficult to turn around and look for people to follow you. Uh, the other day I was walking with an individual who has a great, you know, energy and, and leadership ability. And we were walking and we, we were in a group of people and we just started walking at our own pace. And then we stopped and we turned around and the group was way behind us. <laughs> and they, they were at their own pace walking along. But, you know, here we were in this group and we just took off because of our own personalities and you realize that when you, you could shine your light so brightly and do so many things, but sometimes the very, the very act of your greatness causes an isolation that, that on the one hand, it might be necessary, but on the other hand, could make you ineffective. It's not just that we're brilliant that makes us effective as leaders. Brilliance is an excellent thing. Having capacity is necessary in order to make impact. But another type of work is even as essential to the impact of a leader, and it's the ability to connect with the people whom you are influencing. So that connectivity, you can think of it in terms of business, you think of it as the sales guy, right? Or maybe the person in HR, another, another great skill set for this, where the people that you're interacting with and the relationships that you make are actually part of the job, right? And that's because you have a skill set for that connectivity and relation, relationship building. But it's not just there that that, that skill set is used. It's actually used everywhere we go. If you are a communicator, for example, you need to begin by looking at who your audience is, what their needs are, and then addressing their needs by your words. That means that you begin your brilliance by connecting and understanding the people that you're serving. Empathy is much more than an emotion. Empathy is a tool that allows us to increase the influence that we're having. And if you can develop a healthy empathy, 
because there's obviously too far as well that you can go down that pike. But if you can develop a healthy empathy and you can develop a, 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 an ability to read and understand your people, God will be able to use you because you're able to unlock the problems in, in the front of the people that are keeping them from the solutions that you bring. Brilliance and passion are only a small part of the equation. You need also to develop your ability to engage others. And that's where Christ comes in an incredible way to bring an advantage to us who are Christians and to, to bless the world in a unique way by our Christian leadership. Would you like to hear more from Father Nathan? Join the St. John Leadership Network and receive a two-minute glance at the gospel every Sunday morning right to your phone. To learn more, go to www.stjohnleadershipnetwork.org member and join for free today. You know, as we do our work at the Leadership Network and we, we understand more and more the needs of leaders of all stripes, I want to emphasize what I see as a foundational need, something that comes up again and again wherever I am. And it's the need for the, the organizational leader to understand the value or why they're doing what they're doing. From a mom who, by the way, is running an organization called the family, right? Or, or to, to a Boy Scout troop leader, to a manager of a company, to an owner. A lot of people just wonder, why am I here? Why, what is so important about my role? And usually the, the same people define their role from the, the position of a worldly understanding. How does the world see my role? Well, someone has to sign the checks. Someone has to process the payments. Someone has to, you know, I, you can just go right on through it. Someone has to, you know, open the doors and close them. Someone has to pay the bills. And when you look at your life in that perspective, it seems like you're replaceable. Fortunately, this is not the Christian perspective. The Christian perspective is that you're irreplaceable. <laughs> you're unrepeatable. There is, there is nothing about you that anyone else could do. Now, they might be able to do your job for you. They might, you know, but they wouldn't be able to do it the way that you could do it. That every person who has a unique name has a unique impact. And the Christian vision for this is so compelling because it means that everyone who exists in the world today exists with a unique purpose, a purpose that was given to them by God that only they can fulfill. And it's their act of love, their gift of themselves in and through all the circumstances of their life. And it makes an incredible vision of beauty for the world, one that a lot of us don't take enough stock of. I, I say this over and over again. The problem is not that there's evil in the world or that there's problems in the world. The real problem is that there's not enough Christians who are standing in the place to give and shine the light that's inside of them, given to them by God. We think too little of ourselves. And when you think of the impact, of course, we can think of all the material impact, like, yeah, the bills were paid, the budget was made, people were hired, people were fired, all those type of things. Great. But that's only the context of a deeper story, which is that the way that you led that company and the way that you led that situation allowed God to do his work in the world through you. That you met the demands that were in front of you and you rose up and did what you had to do on a daily basis. But you met them with a spirit that comes from God. 
and allowed God to do amazing things in and through your fulfillment of your duty, but when you did it as an act of love, when you brought to the table, in other words, not just the perfunctory fulfillment of requirements, but when you brought to the table your smile, your presence. The other day I was, I was working with some volunteers uh, at a city event, and it's a totally secular thing, and these people had just given up their time to facilitate what we were doing. And, and it was amazing because they, did, they facilitated it with such character, such care, that you, you actually felt uplifted, not because of what you were doing at this event, which was just a typical civil function, but because the people who were there brought pride and dignity and treated you with such respect. And that's, that's an example. Uh, leadership is taking God's call to bring his impact into the world seriously and realizing that he can impact the world everywhere that you do. Wouldn't it be exciting if God could leave behind you everywhere that you are his own work? Wouldn't it be wonderful? In other words, if you could have a vision for what you do each day as an opportunity to let God interact with his world, because that's exactly what it is. We look at ourselves, whenever you cut God out of the picture, even of your secular life, you're selling yourself short. Think better of yourselves. See yourselves as God sees you. You are God's chance today to bring uh, happiness, to bring order, to bring good operations, to bring a fine product, to render a service uh, by, by your professions. You are God's opportunity and his vehicle to do that. And if we don't do it, then we're allowing our world to degenerate on our watch. I mean, leadership, in other words, is not an option for a Christian. It's the normal mode of a Christian. When a Christian engages in themselves because of faith and because of love, leadership is the fruit. And leadership in those areas where they're strong and leadership in those areas where they're weak. But the impact is going to be there. And I've got to fall in love with that idea and fall in love with that impact. I mean, what an opportunity for me to say, I'm here to clean up a broken world. Or as garbage men used to like to say, we're here to, to clean up a dirty world. <laughs> I think that's such a neat saying. Uh, cleaning up a dirty world. That's what we say every day. I used to be a garbage man. You might not know that. It was terrific. It was, what, a, what a wonderful job. You'd get the satisfaction after, after throwing garbage. You'd look down that street and see all of those garbage cans turned upside down, standing neatly in the grass. And you'd say, darn, I'm an important person in this city. And in fact, you are. <laughs> and you're cleaning up a dirty world. Well, I mean, that's exactly how I could look at every single day that's coming my way. And start, instead of seeing problems as a reason for despair, I see problems as a possibility for me to bring something good to this world and leave behind me an impact that's bigger, bigger even than me. It's God who's using me to show his love to a world in need of it. What an incredible vision. I, God so loved the world that he sent Samantha, right? That he sent Susie, that he sent Jenny, that he sent Bob, that he sent Bill, all, whoever he sent you. That God so loved the world that he sent you. To do what? To do what your skills have made you capable of doing in the unique domain that you're in so that you can bless the world through it. Now, when I have that perspective, 
I, I start to relish the opportunity that I have every day to make it this world more in his image. And that relishing of that opportunity enables me to start to reach out. And instead of simply developing what I'm doing to develop myself or find a career path for myself, I do what I do in communion with others. I do what I do in communion with my customers. I do what I do in communion with my boss. I do what I do in communion with my colleagues. I do what I do in communion with the very same people that I'm influencing and who are influencing me. That the, the human element of communion, of relationship, is not foreign to the, the greatness of the workplace. It's actually part and parcel with it, especially as a Christian. I bring to the table the need to do my work as a gift, as God's gift to the world and as my gift to my people, as a gift from, of God's gift to my colleagues and as my gift to my colleagues. But I won't go through this life saying to myself that my workplace is just another job or that what I'm trying to do with my company is just trying to make money. There's no just about it. You are trying to make money. You are working in a job. But you know what? There's something even bigger that you know what you're all about. And that's that you're building the human family and that you're caring for your people in a way that allows them to flourish. And you're providing for our world an amazing ability to find unity, a place to find uh, acceptance, a place for development. Our businesses develop our world. And when we're in charge of that development, we're rendering a service to God that's exceptional and exceptionally beautiful. And that's thanks to you. Don't look down on yourself, in other words. L learn to relish your opportunity because through my productivity, when done in the spirit of Christ and the faith of Christ, I connect, I serve, and I build up the human family in a beautiful way. Would you like to start your Thursday mornings with a scriptural leadership lesson? Join the St. John Leadership Network, where Father Nathan hosts a 30-minute call at 6.30 a.m. in all four U.S. time zones. To learn more, go to www.stjohnleadershipnetwork.org slash member and join for free today. We all know that to be productive and to be a good leader, we have to develop our ability to relate to other people. But what does that look like? And especially many people come to me and they say, Father, I'm successful. I've lived a good life. I've, I've run my company. I've sold my business. And I'm wondering now how, what life is all about, right? I get to be, you know, in my early 60s or I'm in my late 50s. And I'm looking around saying, I, I can see the end to my career in front of me. What am I leaving behind me? And many, there's a desire to impart their wisdom. I mean, you know so much. You've done so much. You've been through so many experiences. And you just long to, for the ability to give that back. You know, how, how, who can I inspire? Who can I mentor? So it's a real challenge because sometimes it can even make people feel very empty because they can look back and say, actually, I feel like it was all just for naught. I did it for money. Now I got my money, but I, I still haven't found my real purpose in life. Listen to that restlessness if that's inside of you. That restlessness is the voice of God. And he's calling you to do something deeper 
with what, with what you've been given. But that requires another kind of leadership. It requires the leadership from your heart to their heart. If you want to inspire someone, in other words, to dare great things, to do great things, to be great themselves, people don't listen to facts, okay? They listen to hearts. And their heart is going to resonate with your heart. I love this thought that in our cell phones today, for example, we have more technology and more knowledge than they had at NASA when we went to the moon. In your cell phone, you've got more computer ability than NASA had in 1969 when we landed on the moon. It's incredible. And your cell phone. And that means that if anyone has a question about anything, you can find the answer just by typing it into that phone. You have, you have the resources to all the libraries of the world, all libraries of Congress. It's incredible how much you can do with that phone. And yet we usually use it to play Candy Crush or Ang Angry Birds, or, or we sit there and text pictures of our dogs to each other. And that's all the more weird because we, we, it's not, the problem is that we don't have answers. The problem is that we don't have questions. And if I'm leading in an, an environment like that, if I, if I just give facts and I give potential, I give job opportunities and I give contracts out, and I think that this is the, the, what leadership is all about, I'm gonna fall flat because the young generation today is not responsive to simple facts. They have so much information at their fingertips that knowing this or that about life is not going to get them to engage in a deep way. If I want to really touch the heart of my grandchildren, of my children, of the people that work for me in a deep way, I've got to go deep myself. How genuine are my words? How authentic is my example? How much am I putting myself in my good, in a good way, right? Behind what I do. Am I really present in and through my activities, myself, is my name being spoken through these activities? If it is, will my, a name being spoken, a person's identity being given, someone really giving of themselves will touch other people at a whole different level and will allow what you're doing on the outside to only be the circumstance for something much more powerful, much more inspirational deep down inside. And that's the, the same love and spirit that you have that's driving you forward can suddenly be found in them. As you love and you give your life through your work, so will they. That's the power of a Christian witness in the workplace. That's the power of Christian leadership is that our effect does not stop at the product that we produce. Our effect is in the relationships and through those relationships, it lifts up the whole human spirit, right? So that ability to engage people at that level, this is an essential thing that we need to develop in ourselves. And it begins by laying hold of the deep reason why, of why we're doing what we're doing to begin with. The love that we have for our God, the love that we have for Jesus gives us a spirit in everything that we do that's so precious for this world. How do I see myself and how do I see the workplace? This will determine, I think, in a very large way, the degree to which people will follow us. You know, Gallup did a poll and they asked, what are the four qualities of a great leader? And people identified, number one is vision, the ability to cast a vision. And number four is passion, 
So two qualities that really rely deeply on the individual. So to have vision, it's got brilliance, for example, your, your ability to see what needs to be done and passion, right? They're committed to it. But then there's qualities number two and number three, which are essential. The second most important quality of a leader, according to Gallup, is the ability of their people to trust them. And the third quality is the ability of the leader to trust their people. That relationship capacity, not only are you brilliant, but I feel that I can trust you. And what's more, I feel from you, your desire to trust me. You give me responsibility. You coach me along. This is what makes for an impactful leader. If you only have vision and passion, you actually won't be as effective as a leader because you have to also be able to bring a team with you, a customer with you, a child along with you. And this is, of course, the great Christian advantage. When we engage our faith seriously, we become men and women who are open to the other, who are at the service of the other. We become men and women, in other words, who are uniquely ready to effectively lead in our world, but then especially to be God's instrument by and in their love. And this is where I think our Lord gives us such an incredible example. If there was one guy who knew everything, it was Jesus. <laughs> if there was one guy who could do everything, it's Jesus. Why in the world would he choose his 12 apostles when he could do it all himself? It's amazing. It's almost like, why would God do things through angels when he could do them all himself? Why does God choose to use you and me? It's the same thing. And the answer is, it's because it's good for us. That God wants us to know the joy of being like him. That ought to blow us away. That the goal, in other words, for, our, for all that we're doing and all of our development is that God wants it to be a gift to us so that the more that we become great and perfected and developed and, and good at what we do, the more that we can know the joy of knowing God and being one with him. That's, it, that's the attitude that we could also take to our leadership. We are good and accomplished and we've done many things. Let's now try to pass it on with the people that we work with, the people we work for, the people that are served by us, and all things to see an engagement towards greatness as a blessing for everyone involved. To be that blessing, to bring that blessing by being a person engaging others effectively out of the love for God. What an amazing vision for leadership. Dare great things for Christ. Share your feedback with Father Nathan. Send us an email at info at stjohninstitute.org. That's info at stjohninstitute.org. And don't forget to subscribe to premium video content to form, unite, and inspire you at Eagle Eye Pro on our website, eagleeyeministries.org. That's eagleeyeministries.org.